Yes, sir. Welcome to Hold the Line Kitchen Talk. We give you the dish straight from the kitchen. I'm Bill Sell. It's July 13th, and we've reached episode 8. So what do we got on tap today? Well, the post-pandemic boom is on after spending a year seeing nonstop memes about just be kind, empathy, love. There's a lot of people out there not being very nice, as we'll see in the latest restaurant news article. Also, we're going to get back into that worker shortage conversation because my last episode ruffled a few feathers about why people aren't working. Come on, man. And finally, a little something fun. We're going to talk about everything French fries. So let's get after it. Here we go. As patrons emerge back into restaurants from pandemic restrictions, operators are facing a growing number of customers with higher demands and deeper frustrations than before COVID-19. We're going to do a little something here. Lisa W. Miller, she's a Dallas-based consumer market strategist, and she's been tracking the consumer, consumer sentiment since the pandemic was declared in March 2020 and framing it as a journey back. So... Here's what she had to say. Pent-up demand is high and expectations are high, so clearly there's tension. Not only that, Miller's firm found in a survey earlier in June that 70% of U.S. respondents agreed or strongly agreed that front-line front employees slash servers need to be treated better by customers and that too much bad customer behavior is happening. She said there's just tension going on between customers with customers and with customers with staff members about how to treat each other nicely with respect and a little patience as we all try to get the country reopened. The bad behavior and protocol confusion has been exhibited nationwide, evidence nearly every day last week. So check out some of these. These are some of the things that just, we just pulled off to look at. Uh, last Monday, police in Pembroke Pines, Florida, solicited the public's help in finding a man who was captured on camera shoving a woman to the ground in line at a Smoothie King in an April altercation over a face mask. So we're going to be pushing people to the ground <laughs> at a Smoothie King about a face mask. This stuff's getting crazy. So here's a tweet. This is the tweet from the uh, Pembroke Pines Police Department. Need to identify. Officers are still seeking the identity of this unknown suspect who battered a victim on April 20th, 2021 at Smoothie King at 10550 Pines Boulevard. <laughs> it's craziness, beating people down over a mask at a Smoothie King. So that was Monday. Tuesday. On Tuesday, police in Oakland Park, Illinois, were called to a Hooters after a customer got in a loud argument over a bill payment. This is the best part. Police said she was charged with disorderly conduct. Now, nothing against Hooters, but who goes to Hooters for the food? You know what I mean? This woman, this woman's getting charged with disorderly conduct at food or at Hooters over uh, over a bill payment. Uh, boy, I don't know. Here's another one. That's Tuesday. So here's Wednesday. Two women pleaded guilty, and two others entered a pretrial diversion program for their roles in what a Baton, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 
prosecutor called a large fight between a group of patrons and a Chili's grill and bar hostess over the restaurant's coronavirus-related dining rules. All four suspects were barred from entering any Chili's restaurant during the next year. The teenage hostess also received five stitches at a hospital to close a wound above her right eye. Now, could you imagine if that was your daughter and she was a hostess there and she, she she's calling you that she's at the hospital getting stitches because somebody crazy uh, over the coronavirus restrictions, like hit her or something? Like, that's crazy. You know what happened there? If you've ever seen Due Date, you know, when my man's in a wheelchair behind the thing and then he says, I'm rolling the chilies with my fucking boys. That's what would be happening if somebody hit my daughter over the eye and gave her heads. We'd be rolling the chilies and somebody would be eating through a straw for the next three months. But anyway, move on from that. That was Wednesday. Thursday, the New Orleans Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So now we're getting into stadiums. They said they'd continue to require mass of guests throughout the summer when the venues are at 100% capacity. And doesn't I don't think that's going to end good. A couple beers in and somebody, some poor employee is going to ask someone to pull their mask up and you're going to have another repeat Chili's. So other than that, right now, restaurant operators are facing a number of pain points, and the majority are linked to staffing challenges. Here's a couple more surveys. A recent National Restaurant Survey found the percentage of customers frustrated with the lack of staff during a recent visit has doubled since February. In the June survey, 43% of respondents expressed frustration with staffing, up from 20, 21% in February. I the, I don't know what to tell you that we can do about that. There's not I mean, you can only you can only try to hire so many people. As I said before, we had uh five five dishwashers just not show in the last month and a half. And as of yesterday, we still don't have a dishwasher. I had two interviews yesterday for uh dishwashers and neither one of them showed up. So what are you going to do? Honestly, the bottom line is restaurant owners right now, we can't sacrifice today's guest experience to make up for last year's lost sales. That's just the way it is, and hard choice is going to have to be made. And realistically, the only thing you can really do is make sure that your seating capacity aligns with your staffing capacity. So if you can't handle the people right now because you don't have the staff, that's what you're going to have to do. It's, and, I mean, until hopefully September when all this uh, – all this unemployment ends or whatever you think the reasoning is or everybody gets child care. We'll get into that a little later on. Don't you worry about it. But uh, I, I don't I don't see it ending any anytime soon. There's just I, I don't know what, <laughs> what we're going to be able to do. I also saw this morning when I was at the gym, they always playing different news channels. I happened to look up and there was a sign on a Burger King. I'm not sure where it was, but uh, Burger King, that Burger King did not open today because the employees were uh, nice enough to go out and change a sign on there and said, sorry for the inconvenience, but we all quit. So imagine that. You're a franchise owner of a restaurant or something. You're not even in the area. Restaurant's running smooth, and all of a sudden you start getting calls because your restaurant's not open because the employees just, just all quit. No reason, just all quit. Must be easy, you know, sit at home and collect some cash. I don't know what that is, but hopefully it hopefully it gets uh hopefully it gets better. Cause like I said, restaurants now, we're just like we're in a perfect storm. You know, we're short with staffing shortages and price in, inflation. That's that's what's in 
that's that's a big a big part that's impacting consumer and sentiment. So like I don't know, read into it what you will. The lack of people working is having an impact on every part of our business. That's that's just the perfect that's just everything grouped together with that, that that's causing us uh a lot of problems. So I don't know. I guess we can go back and uh because I did want to cover a little more about our last podcast. Of, of why people aren't working and we have somebody that's going to help us out with that and give us a little give us a little clip of why people ain't working so let's move on and find out why aren't people working so why aren't people working well on our last podcast we played uh played some clips and one of those clips was from uh janet yellen and she tried to convince us that childcare was the reason people aren't working. And some business leaders are arguing that it's easier for people to stay at home for receiving more money than they would for them to go back to work. You know, concern about um, the pandemic and the health consequences, I think, remains a factor for many. Um, you know, I, I don't think that the additional... Uh, the addition to unemployment compensation is really the factor that's making a difference. There's no question that we're hearing from businesses that um, they are having difficulty hiring workers, although over 300,000 workers, I'd point out, have, were added this last month in leisure and hospitality, which is the most badly affected sector. But, you know, when we look across states or across sectors or across workers, and if it were really the extra benefits that were holding back hiring, you'd expect to see that in either in states or for workers or in sectors where the replacement rate due to UI is very high, you'd expect to see lower job finding rates. And in fact, what you see is the exact opposite. So there you have it. Childcare is the reason people aren't working. And as she said, she doesn't really think the unemployment, that doesn't have anything to do with it, nothing at all. And then they always like to, to throw their numbers out there. You know, we uh, added 300,000 jobs last month in the hospitality industry. Well, I mean, one quick Google search. I mean, yeah, you can, you can round it up 300,000. It was actually 292,000. But I like numbers, so I like to check things out. Do you know how many hospitality and, business, uh, how many hospitality and restaurant jobs there are out there in the world? 13.3 million. So congratulations, Janet. 292,000 jobs were added. So there you go. 0.02% are back. So there you go. Congratulations on solving the whole restaurant and hospitality problem that we're having out here. So anyway, enough of her. Let's move on because I do have some new data out there because that's what I like to do. I like to look at the numbers and take it out there and actually look into some things instead of just coming up with stuff so before anybody thinks that these numbers are wrong and and i just pulled them off some other crazy newscast these are coming straight from the u.s department of labor okay and it's it's funny because the u.s department of labor on the very top of their heading it says the u.s department of labor the employment situation so there's obviously something wrong for calling a situation so both the unemployment rate at 5.9% and the number of unemployed persons at 9.5 million were little changed in June. Everybody's still sitting on a couch, clearly. Among the major worker groups, the unemployment rates for adult men, 5.9%, 
adult women, 5.5%, teenagers, 9.9%, whites, 5.2%, blacks, 9.2%, Asians, 5.8%, and Hispanics, 7.4%, show little or no change in June. So absolutely, there's no, there's no change. There's nobody, as, as much as they like to tell you, everybody's going back to work, everything's getting filled. There was absolutely no change, zero change. Same amount of people staying at home. So here's some numbers. Let's check these out. These these ones, like, if you're if you're someone who's working or you're a business owner, you know the people that are that are working and doing things that get punished by paying taxes while the other people that aren't working are sitting at home and getting free checks. Yeah, it's it's just totally backwards. But so here, check this out. In June, the number of long-term unemployment, un- unemployed, my fault, excuse me. In June, the number of long-term unemployed people, those are the people that haven't been working for 27 weeks or more, increased, didn't go down, didn't stay the same, increased by 233,000 to 4.0 million following a decline of 431,000 in May. In May. This measure is 2.9 million higher than in February 2020. These long-term unemployed accounted for 42.1% of the total unemployed in June. So 42 almost half of the people unemployed are the people that haven't worked for more than 27 weeks. That's insane. Like, what are you doing? What do you do all day? Like, I love going to the gym. I like doing all this stuff. But, like, you can only go to the gym so much. Like, you just sit Do you even know what day it is? Like, what's today? Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Like, what do you do? Like, what do you really do all day? Are you not bored? Like, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. There's only so much you can walk your dog, water the lawn, and hang out. Like, man, like, I, I just don't get it. So... Here's what I got. So for there was we did have some people that seemed to be a little offended by my last podcast. Like imagine that somebody in this this day and age being offended by something you say. I pretty much debunked the whole people are staying home because of childcare excuse. So the number of long term this is what's crazy. The number of long term unemployed increased in June, which which is crazy because like I said, Janet Yellentown people aren't aren't going to work because of childcare. And which would go right along with this, that and then and it increased in June. But my question is like every year your kids are on summer break from school. Do you quit your job every summer because you have nobody to watch them? Like I, this, this happens every summer. Kids are out of school, and now we're in the middle of June, July, and all. You know, kids, kids aren't in school, but people still aren't working. So I'm still confused by the childcare thing because every year your kids off for summer, and like you don't quit your job every summer. So I'm just wondering why childcare seems to be an issue right now. Seeing it's nothing else. It's not money. It's nothing else. It's just. You just can't find anybody to watch your kids, so you're not going back to work. But hey, you know. I don't know what to tell you. So, but we do have somebody that's that's gonna that's gonna tell us that that why why aren't people working when everyone's hiring? Well, like I said, Janet Yellow tried to tell us it's it's child care, and we and we now have a new clip from the big guy, you know, Reverend Kane, Joe Biden. Did you get this guy lightly. <laughs> this man said he's gonna go door to door, knocking on people's doors, asking if you're vaccinated. Like that's just crazy. Number one, and and now he's he's 
he's doing this crazy little uh, this little whisper thing that he does. I'm not sure what that's all about, but it's pretty creepy. You know, the guy that smells kids' hair that talks about people rubbing his leg hairs in the pool and and doing <laughs> and doing crazy stuff like that. And I always like whispering, like this dude. This dude, like, is super crazy. Like, oh, no, man. Like, but anyway, here, here's his little clip. Check him out as he says, I designed the bill. <laughs> so check it out. Here it is. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. I wrote the bill on the environment. <laughs> Holy shit, this guy cracks me up. I wrote the bill. Pay them more. <laughs> what is that shit? <laughs> this guy, man, he's he's just a treasure chest of clips. This guy, any day, I mean you you can he's just gonna go off on a tangent and give you something that's that's just beautiful for the beautiful to 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 get happen. I mean, too bad he wasn't doing his job as a president, but uh anyway. That's that's uh that's our current events. That's what's going on with while people working. So now uh let's move on to a little something fun. Get a lot of questions about some of the cooking stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna try to get on to some more cooking stuff lately and hopefully get some videos up for you. But anyway, let's move on to everything French fries. So I figured I'd end this up here with a little bit of a little French fry talk. A lot of people ask me about our French fries. Our French fries, I think, are pretty good because um, the re- the the thing you got to do with French French fries are almost if you want to do really good French fries, it's going to be you know a twenty four hour process. The only reason it's going to be a twenty four hour process is because you have to cut the fries, put them in water, and uh, let them sit overnight. You're going to get the best fries if you do that. Let them sit in the water overnight. And the reason you do that is it pulls all the starch out of them. Because if you let them sit overnight, then you drain them the next morning. You'll see all that starch sitting on the bottom of the water and stuff, and that'll that'll help you. They won't they won't turn as dark on you. You're gonna get that nice golden brown uh, color on your French fries if you if you do, if you suck all that starch out and let them sit in the water. Um, number two with uh, for my French fry to making the best French fry is you're always gonna cook them twice. I know that sounds weird, but you always cook them twice. Everybody likes the boardwalk fries. Everybody likes boardwalk fries. Boardwalk fries are cooked once. The only difference between them is they're fresh cut and they're fried. And if you ever notice, they're they're a little limp, little limp can be soggy, and they're really brown. It's because one, they weren't they didn't sit overnight. They went through water, but they didn't sit overnight and release all that starches. And two, you have to cook them extra long to uh to cook them the whole way through uh for our for our uh french fries what we do here is we always call what is a double blanch so after they're cut they soak overnight in water drain them the next day till they're dry and we'll set the fryer at uh, 300 degrees put your baskets on there toss your fries in the baskets drop them in and we blanch it's, it's like blanching it's almost like water blanching but we're blanching with oil so we'll blanch those fries for three minutes at 300 degrees and then when they're done pull them up turn them out onto just paper towels let them drain let them dry up a little bit and that is the first part the reason you're doing that is because you want to cook the potatoes the whole way through that way you're 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 not trying to cook them on your first dunk the whole way through or else you're going to get the boardwalk fries if everything's brown. So 300 degrees for three minutes, take the potatoes out, boom, turn them out onto, onto a paper towel, let them sit. After that, 
turn your fryer up to 375. Wait till the oil comes up to temp. Take however many fries you want because you don't have to cook them all right now. If you, you can do those, you can blanch those fries, put them in your refrigerator for a day or two, and they'll be just fine. Pull them out and fry them in the water however you like. So then you take your fries at 375 degrees, drop them in, in the basket, drop them in the oil, fry them up for a couple minutes, pull them up when they're nice golden brown. And then the key to that is you got to shoot them in a bowl real quick or something and add, uh, add your salt or whatever season you're going to add to, add to it right away because coming out of that fryer, that oil, all those french fries or whatever food, doesn't matter, you're frying chicken, whatever food you're frying, as soon as you take it out of the oil, if you hit it with a seasoning right then, all that seasoning just sucks into the food. You're going to get well, uh, well-seasoned well fries or well-seasoned fried chicken or well-seasoned any type of food that you're doing by hitting it with the seasoning as soon as it comes out of the oil. But uh, that's the trick to some great fries and try, you know, like I said, use different seasonings. Our seasoning here is we have what's, what's called a chef's chef's blend. And all that is is our, our salt, we break it down. It's like one cup of salt to like two tablespoons of garlic powder to two tablespoons of uh, pepper. And that's just called a chef's mix. It's an old school thing that's been around forever. But that's kind of what they use in restaurants. That way it gives you a little bit of seasoning and everything. But, yeah, fry them fries, toss them in a bowl. Throw, throw some seasoning in there, give them a toss, turn them out on a plate, and enjoy whatever you want. Mussels, burgers, steak frites, all kinds of stuff. Fries are good for everything. So that was just a little something fun. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back with another episode here soon, hopefully with some other other food knowledge and some different things. So I'll try to I'll try to put up a little video of this French fry thing. So it's super simple. But if you need to see anything on it, I'll try to get it up for you. But uh, until then, be nice to everybody out there, especially your waiters <laughs> and everything else. But uh, have a great day, and we'll see you.